Welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week in both spots from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Or until they run out. We're also brought to you by New York Style Italian Sausage. We're also brought to you by MarinAutoGlass.com. Underdog Fantasy, Mojo Fantasy. I've told you for a long time, the only kind of Italian sausage I eat is New York style Italian sausage. And make sure you check that link in the description and use the promo code on Underdog Fantasy and Mojo Fantasy Krug, K-R-U-E-G, and they will match you up to $100. Happy January the 10th, 8-14 on the West Coast, 11-14 on the East Coast. We're a few minutes late. Watching the end of the Warrior game, the Warriors got destroyed, destroyed tonight. Talk about the end of the run, man. It is over for Golden State. Um, they need to back up the truck and say goodbye. They got to consider everything, man. They really got to consider everything. I mean, everything, absolutely everything, trading everybody. Um, they got to consider it. If Steph wants to move on, you got to consider that too. They're bad. They're bad. They just got destroyed by the Pelicans. Um, run off their home floor, disastrous homestand. I don't know where they go from here, but they are donezo, donezo. All right, but we're talking Niners, and the Niners are not donezo. They are done for the weekend, but they are getting ready for uh, a run to the Super Bowl, potentially, and um, this is the call-in show. Kev's in the house. We're going to put the link in the description. We'll take phone calls. It's going to be exactly a one-hour show. So at 9.15, this show is over. But first, we start with a couple topics. Kev, fire away. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because Rick said, Hey, Kevin, are you 14 years old? I've gotten several comments like that. I'm not sure if they're being facetious or if they're being real, but I've been like, is this guy 15? Guys, I'm not 15 years old. I'm 21. But uh, I'll take it as a compliment, okay? <laughs> I sometimes mention my 14-year-old son. Uh, uh, I, have, I have four kids. I have, a, I have a daughter who's the oldest, and she is 23. And then I have a son who is 21. And then I have another son who is 18. And then I have another son who's 14. So there you go. I think I got all the na- ages right, too. They change. They vary each time you tell them. Yeah. Fozzie <laughs> says, what's up, Kev? What's up, Kev's dad? Is that my status now? I'm Kev's dad. <laughs> Bay Area Chris, Dunzo. Yeah, that's the Warriors, man. They are Dunzo. They are Dunzo. I wonder if 95.7 will start talking about something besides the Warriors now that they're just totally done. Will they talk a little Giants? Will they talk a little, a little Niners? Or is it just going to be all warriors all the time? Misery loves company. They got to probably mix it up at some point. The warriors are depressing because it's, it's like they're, it is depressing. Their stars are only getting older and that's their only hope. (laughs) So it's like you, your, your time to win is right now and you're, and you suck. So does Steph want out? Will Steph want out at some point? Cause he ain't winning more. He ain't winning any titles here. I don't know. That's, I don't know. That, he's like the most loyal guy in the NBA. If you look at like amount of amount of seasons with the same team, but I mean, obviously, he was winning most of that time. We'll see what he does. But uh, <laughs> wow. today, right, 
Let's talk some, Niners. Let's talk football yeah. because the rest of this S is depressing as hell. <laughs> uh, today there was some news. Uh, this this is not going down the non-depressing route. This is kind of depressing. But uh, Pete Carroll was fired. Pete Carroll was fired from the Seahawks. He was was he coach. fired? That's what it seems like, and I'll explain why. He was ex- he was fired as after being the coach for 14 years or 14 seasons. Uh, in those 14 se- seasons, he had 10 playoff appearances. So I mean, talk about a guy that was he was he was contending more than he wasn't. Um, and he brought the franchise's lone Super Bowl. Uh, but after their loss uh, or after their last game, I'm not sure if they won or lost. I haven't looked that at looked that up. But he went on the radio and he said, "Quote: I plan to be coaching this team." I told you guys I love these guys, and that's what I would like to be doing and see how far I can go. I'm not worn out. I'm not tired. I'm not any of that stuff. I need to do a better job. I need to help my coaches more, and we need to do a better job of coaching, and there's a lot of area for improvement. That's what he said on the radio. And then today, he's gone. Um, what are your thoughts? What's your, what's your initial reaction, basically, to, to that news? Um. It's been a great run. It's been a great run for Pete. No question. He's a terrific defensive coach. He has been for a long, long time. Um, he's he's a he's a really good coach. Um, how old is Pete? He's got to be close to 70, right? 72, I think. Yeah, 72. 14-year run. I mean, that's a long time. Um, you know, the guy. The guy, you know, built an incredible thing at SC. He was a great coach in the NFL for years and years and years. Um, I don't know. It's weird, though, because it's like, isn't he staying on in some kind of uh, advisory role within the organization? So the owner is Jody Allen, which is the descendant of Paul Allen. um, And they felt like it was time. I mean, John Schneider and Pete Carroll uh, have been a team for a long time. It's hard to see that John Schneider forced him out. You know, didn't didn't um, didn't Pete wasn't wasn't Pete the guy who hired Schneider? So they went nine and eight. They didn't make a playoff berth. They didn't make get a playoff berth. Um, he brought a Lombardi Trophy to Seattle. You know, uh, with a Super Bowl forty eight victory over Denver in uh, in New York City, finished one thirty seven sixty nine and one in the regular season with the Seahawks. He led them to five NFC West titles, ten playoff victories. Uh, the one that got away was they should have ran Marshawn on the goal line against the Patriots. Instead, they threw the ball. Russell Wilson threw an interception, and uh, otherwise he would have had the two Super Bowl rings. So, um, you know, the thing is, it's all about what have you done for me lately. Right. Totally. And they haven't gotten by the divisional round since the 2014 playoffs. They lost in the wild card round in three of the past four uh, postseason appearances. And, um, you know, Pete says that we lost our edge, uh, really the edge to be great, which was really how we ran the football and how we played defense. It wasn't as good as it needed to be. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's an emotional time. It has to end at some point, right? It doesn't just go on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But, um, you know, Carol, was hired first in January of 10 of 2010 and then brought John Schneider aboard as uh, his general manager. And um, Carol always had final say of the personnel control, you know, final say of, of over the players. And, you know, I mean, it, 
what can it, you, you win in the NFL when you have a quarterback and they don't have a quarterback. So it's really as simple as that. I think they've done a remarkable job of keeping things going up there. Um, I, I, I know Dan Quinn will is immediately the peop, the person that everybody thinks is going to be the guy. Quinn was 43 and 42 with a couple of playoff appearances in uh, five plus seasons as the head coach of the Falcons. They had the terrible collapse of 28, three against the Patriots and they went down, but I could see, I could see him be being brought in. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably time. It's probably time. You know, I mean, seems like they've lost Pete's maybe lost a little bit of the fastball and, uh, and he's been doing it a long time. He's a high energy guy and, um, he's a terrific coach. He really is. It's just a matter of can't go on forever. And, uh, you know, this is his time. I mean, he, he, this is a, you know, Pete Carroll's a Bay area guy. He's a, he's from Marin. He went to Redwood high school in, in uh, Marin. He went to UOP. He started as a grad assistant in the, in the early seventies with UOP, then went to Arkansas, Iowa state to coach the secondary, Ohio state to coach the secondary NC state as the defense coordinator. Um, then back to UOP, then the Buffalo Bills as a D de- as a defensive back coach, then Minnesota. And as the defensive back coach, he was the Jets D coordinator in 90. Uh, then the Jets gave him a head coaching gig in 1994. It didn't work out for him. And he came to the Niners. He was the Niners defensive coordinator in the late nineties as the Niners were trying to chase down rings. It didn't happen there. Then he went to the Patriots as the head coach. Then he that that and then he had his greatest success uh, starting in 2001 when he became the head coach at USC. He's had a great run at Seattle. So I mean, the guy's won a Super Bowl championship. He's won a national championship. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's won four Rose Bowls. I mean, uh, he's won the Coach of the Year. You know, he, he won almost 60 percent of his games, 500 in the playoffs, 11 and 11, but. You know, look what he did in college, 83 and 19. Tremendous record in college. So a great career for sure. And you know what? All I'll say about the coaching profession is, and Pete, you know, these things are all encompassing there. They last, they're, you know, they're, you, you, the investment of time. I mean, you have to be singularly focused. And it's just a long freaking grind. Um, the guy has, I mean, literally I'm 50 going to be 54 years old in two days. And this guy's been coaching since I was three years old. So, um, unless he's got some, you know, he's got a wife, he's got three kids. Um, his brought his two of his kids have been part of the Seahawk coaching staff, but unless, um, you know, he has, a, has some secret longevity that none of us know. He probably only has another decade on the planet. You've made a ton of money. Go do something else. Go take, you know, you've been go, you've been working hundred hour weeks forever. Take, uh, take your wife and go travel the globe, spend some of the money. I mean, not, it doesn't last forever. If I was him, I, I, I think this is the perfect time to get out. You're still healthy. You can travel, you can enjoy life. There's gotta be something else in this world that interests you. Go find it. Right. That's the way I get it. I, I think the point that's the most true is it's it's the what have you done for me lately? I I I 
I understand moving off players, but I, I never get the the good coach that gets let go just because they didn't win last year. Or or even a new coach that gets put on a bad team and what do you know, they suck that year too, and then immediately gets kicked out. I, I that's what I never understand about about this coaching stuff. It's so hard to evaluate. But what I will say is that last year the Seahawks were supposed to be the worst team in the league, or one of the worst teams in the league, and they made the playoffs. So I know he's on an offensive coach, and I know Geno Smith isn't, you know, directly tied to him. But, you know, he, Geno Smith had a career turnaround with the Seahawks. The Seahawks were – I would say the Seahawks have overperformed without Russell Wilson um, than the other way around. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. I mean, he's gotten the most out of them. Um, he's a terrific football coach, you know. I mean, he's – the guy is – is a really, really good football coach. Um, he's a he's a high energy, positive guy, and you know he's 14th on the all time wins list with 170 NFL wins. You know he's he's got um, more wins than Mike Shanahan. You know more wins than Paul Brown, more wins than Mike Holmgren, more wins than Bud Grant, Joe Gibbs, Bill Cowher, Marv Levy, Tony Dungy. You know I mean he's. The guy, you know, more wins than Sid Gilman, more wins than Dick Vermeil, George Allen, George Seifert, Don Coriel, John Madden. I mean, Tom Flores, he's got more wins than Vince Lombardi. I mean, you know, it's like 14th. The only guys in front of Pete on the all-time wins list, Parcells, Jeff Fisher, Mike Tomlin, Chuck Knox, Dan Reeves, Chuck Knoll, Marty Schottenheimer, Curly Lambeau, Tom Landry, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, George Hallis, and number one on the list with 328, Don Shula. He's a great, great head coach. So, way to go, Pete. And uh, what, a, what a career. And now you want to be in an advisory role? It's time. It's time. I'm happy for him. And I'm happy for Nick Saban as well. I mean, come on. Everything, everything good comes to an end at some point. Um, I'm not sure if you saw today or not, but the NFL Players Association All Pro list came out. This is the list only ranked by players. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Let me let me show you. Um, oops. Niners had four guys there. Yeah, so Niners had four guys. I mean, just pull up the list right here. Here it is. Um. So that's the list right there. I'm not sure if you can read it. I'm not sure if everyone else can read it. But there's four guys. There's Kyle Huszczyk, fullback. That's pretty expected. You know, he's one of the only fullbacks in the league, and he's a good one. Uh, Trent Williams, who's, I mean, arguably one of the best offensive linemen of all time. Um, and then on the defensive side, there's also um, Fred Warner. And then where's the, another one I'm missing? There's Fred Nick, Warner. Nick Bosa. And then Nick Bosa. Right. Nick Bosa. Um, now, could you guess the one player that a lot of people are saying got snubbed from this list? That's a 49er. Um, Offensive player. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey is also on this list. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Nick Bosa is not on this list, actually. Okay, so it's McCaffrey. So maybe Nick yeah. Bosa. No, well that 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 is a that's a good guess. I would also I would also argue Kittle. That. It's Kittle. 
Uh, yeah, because it's Kelsey on the list, and Kelsey had his worst year in a long time, didn't have a 1,000 yards. Kelsey does not belong in this list. Right. Right. And here, I'll show you something, too. Yeah, I mean, there's just a number. There's a number of statistics you could look at. I mean, you could just look at their seeds. It kind of felt like, um, like Kelsey was getting the nod because it's like he's gotten it before. You know what I mean? Like, like just a recency bias thing. But, like, look at this. Like, uh, in the in the season, he's had more receiving yards, more receiving yards per reception, more touchdowns, um, more games played, more games played, but a lot less receptions. Than this is a, according to Coach Yak. This is Coach Yak. You know, we had him on the show once. Yeah, he's, uh, George Kittle's first in receiving yards, first in yards per catch, first in yards per route run, number one PFF grade for tight ends, second in touchdowns, third in yards after the catch. And he's a way better blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, there's no question that he he deserves it over Kelsey. But it's voted on by the players. So, you know, um, the players maybe voted, decided Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's gotten a lot of pub this year because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> but that shouldn't matter. That doesn't. Yeah. Oh, of course it shouldn't matter. But I'm just saying maybe he's more in the in the minds of the of the players just because uh, he's just more in everybody's mind. I don't know. Yeah. Um I I definitely would have given it to Kittle over Kelsey. I heck I'll tell you this, and if I didn't give it to Kittle, how about the LaPorta? Jacksonville tight end, Evan oh. Ingram? Evan Ingram. Ingram had a interesting. He had a tremendous year. So I, I but I would give it to Kittle. I would have given it to Kittle. Yeah. I mean especially because Kittle's a much better blocker. And the you know, Kittle basically is better in every category except for receptions. And that's simply because He's the sharing. 49ers have so many different weapons that, right. you know, where, you know, I, to me, this has been the most disappointing year for Travis Kelsey in a yeah. while. And, and yeah, and Travis Kelsey's an offensive only statistical guy where it's like he he's contributing in the run game, but he's not contributing like George Kittle's contributing. You know, George Kittle is a key part of the 49ers run defense or run run blocking. And uh, it doesn't really seem to be taken into consideration. Uh, last question before we go uh, into into the calls. Um, I just saw this kind of trending, and I, oh, it's kind of, I actually was I was thinking about you know, Laporta. You know, also, I think has had a great year. Laporta yeah, was tremendous. Laporta, Laporta. Um, with the uh, with the firing of Pete Carroll, you know, it makes you wonder about you know how things just change so quickly in the NFL. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't help but wonder, you know, Kyle Shanahan, obviously not on the hot seat, is a great coach, but you know things change quickly. And what, what do you think? How, how much pressure is there on the Niners right now to win it all? And how much pressure is on Kyle Shanahan to make something happen, happen in this playoff run? Tons of pressure. I mean, if the four, you want to see about the hot seat to no hot seat, you know, hot seat to no hot seat to suddenly on the hot seat, just lose before the Super Bowl. The 49ers lose to anybody in the NFC playoffs, and Kyle Shanahan's going to be on the hot seat. Now, when I say hot seat, I just mean there's going to be lots of people going, they gagged, they choked, they blew it, they this or that. I don't know that he's actually on the hot seat because Lynch is his boss, Jed is his boss. He's got a long term deal, he's not going anywhere. Uh, he just got an extension, so he's not really on the hot seat as far as like he's not in danger of losing his job, but he is going to be heavily 
criticized if the Niners don't go to the Super Bowl um, because they're better than every team in the NFC playoffs. They've smoked Philly. They've smoked uh, Dallas. They've, they've, you know, they've, they've beaten uh, Tampa badly. They're way better than the Rams and Packers. They're the best team. They'll be favored against every team. They've been favored all year, but in every game, the only team in the league. But um, especially if if their offense, you know, if, if they lose 45-43, maybe Wilkes and the defense will get blamed. But anything where the offense stagnates, no doubt, they're going to blame Kyle. And I think he knows it. So, you know, um, no guts, no glory, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you're going to have to, he knows it. He's he's going to have to buckle down and get his team through a couple of wins at home and get to Vegas. Now, if they get to Vegas and the Bills win their eighth in a row and Josh Allen plays awesome um, and the Bills win the Super Bowl, I mean, there'll be criticism, but, you know, I think people will come to realize that, you know, Josh Allen was going to win Super Bowls and did. Um, if they get beat by the Ravens and Lamar, you know, possibly, and if, you know, it, maybe he could avoid some some blame. But I mean, the Niners, this is their best chance to win a Super Bowl. This is Kyle Shanahan's best chance to win the Super Bowl. He knows it. The fans know it. So um, there are some really good AFC teams. You know, there's no question. I mean, Baltimore and Buffalo. And of course, you know, I would say Kansas City with Reed and Mahomes. Those teams are really top shelf. And if they somehow won, you tip your cap to them, probably. But um, if the Niners lose before Vegas, Shanahan's going to, it's going to be an ugly offseason with all kinds of people <clears throat> saying that Shanahan's not it. And he, of course, is not going to be fired, um, nor should he be. But there will be people calling for him to be fired. Right. I can think of a few right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're right. It's 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 definitely like if you look back at the 2019 team when they went to the Super Bowl, no, I can I don't think you could reasonably say, oh, you know, they they gagged. They kind of they were kind of over they were overachieving for their team at that point. Debo was a rookie, wasn't Bosa a rookie? Um or, D- or Debo was young. Yeah. The, the, yeah, team was both, young. the team was young. Bosa and Debo, same draft. They just weren't. They just weren't the best team in the NFL that season. They just weren't. And but this year they pretty clearly are. Uh, you know they're they're a lot older. They're more mature. They have more talent. They have a lot of star star power. This is kind of their year to get it done. Uh, and I, I agree. If if they fall to a, if I mean if they fall to any team, I think there's going to be a lot of criticism. But if they have, if they fall to an NFC team. And don't make it to the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be a huge, huge letdown. No question, no question. I mean, um, you know, they. You got to remember this: the year before they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they went four and twelve. So that thirteen and three season where they won the NFC West and got to the Super Bowl, um, they were only in year three of the regime. So now this is what year seven of the regime and they've, you know, they lost to Philly in the NFC championship game. They lost to the Rams in the NFC championship game. They've got to advance past the NFC championship game. 
Um, you know, the, the Niners are an iconic franchise that judge themselves by Super Bowl trophies in the trophy case. They have five Lombardis, but they've had five Lombardis since the mid 1990s. It's now 2024. There's people walking around that are 30 years old that have never seen the Niners win the Super Bowl. Jed, Kyle, and John will all be made men to a large degree when they win this ring. But they're also going to be heavily criticized and second guessed if they don't. Should we take That's some calls? The name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first one, Nicotina. Hey, what's going on, you guys? What's up, Nicotina? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's it's always a pleasure. Um, Warriors got their ass whooped. I don't really want to talk about that though. It's it's, it's really bad. But you know. The one player that you guys talked about on that list was uh, George Kittle. And I think, you know, I always hear guys like Grant, you know, and other guys saying, you know, well, Kittle will be gone. You know, they're not going to retain him. I think he's so important to the offense. I mean, he's he's one of the best tight end blocking, one of the best blocking tight ends out there. And also as a receiving tight end as well, I just think he's so critical to this offense. And, and to lose someone like him, I mean, who do we have to even replace him at this point? We have nobody. Ross I mean, they Dwelly? tried. I think they tried to get you know Cam Latou and Braden Willis, but you're right. I mean, they have not replaced Kittle. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you know, the idea that he's gone. I mean, that's premature. Um, I, I, I mean, we'll he, see. He, I mean, I I think they're. I think that. I mean, why is he gone? He's not a free agent at the end of the year. No, but I'm saying um, down the line, they're like, yeah, once we got to pay Brock, then uh, Kittle will be gone. Nicotina, and, let me let me ask you this. How confident are you in him being healthy as he ages? I mean, fairly good. I mean, I mean, he took some massive shots this year, and he's been able to stay on the field the entire time. He took a huge shot against, uh, what was it? Just recently, he took a shot to the hip and almost flipped him against over. Against the Ravens, he took a hit, big hit to the hammy. Yeah. On that one, so that's what and, I'm talking about. Tons of pain. He's t he takes a lot of hits. Like, well, and, and it's, it's like Larry says, he runs through you as well, kind of like Debo, where he doesn't just go out of bounds or you know, he, you know he'll, he'll try and go over you, which I love, but yeah, it is it is a bit risky. But um, he's 30, you know, NFL careers don't last for long, man. I would he's say 30 years old, really. Wow, he's 30. Yeah, that's he was rough. born uh, October 10th, 9th of 1993, so he's 30. Um, you know, what has he got? Th you know, three to five years left. Yeah. That would be my guess. But um, this is this is his prime right now, you know. And um, in, in 19, when they lost, he's like, you know, we'll get back here. Well, they haven't gotten back there. They haven't gotten back. So if they can get back this year, there's an urgency to the whole thing. Part of he's one of the key guys that's creating that urgency mm. this year for sure. Definitely. And then I, I wanted to ask you this, Larry, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I didn't know where to find you for the longest time other than 95 percent of the game, but what was the biggest Niner blunder? Was it the hiring of Chip Kelly or the hiring of Jim Tom Sula? Uh, that's a good one. Well, it was getting rid of Jim Harbaugh without, um, without a, a having a backup plan, yeah. Without having a plan, it's like it's like it's like, hey, you know what? I'm doing a kitchen remodel. I just took a sledgehammer to my kitchen. Oh, really? Have you ordered your flooring and your cabinets and your counter? No, we haven't even we haven't even thought. Or where are you going to eat? I mean, it's going to take a while <laughs> to order that stuff. It's going to take a while before that. 
You know, it's like, don't take the sledgehammer to the, to the kitchen until you're got the stuff in the garage ready to put in to the renovated <laughs> kitchen. Right. I mean, they, that's a good one. That's a they good, demoed yeah, their one. team. They demoed their head coach before they had any of the materials to rebuild the thing back up. It was like, <laughs> all they knew was that they were tired of Harbaugh. They didn't know what they wanted, who they could get, what their succession plan was. Would it be, would it work? Um, and it cost them tens of millions of dollars to pay off Harbaugh's staff, Tom Sula, Tom Sula's staff, Kelly, Kelly's staff. Um, yeah, I, I would say going with Tom Sula. I mean, that um, press conference that he gave when they first, you know, introduced Tom Sula as, as the head coach. I mean, that right. goes that, that's legendary. Joan from bad accounting. That was. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was so was bad. Good, I'll tell you, Tom Sula was such a great interview. But man, he was terrible in that presser. It was like he'd never I, spoken oh to the media. Oh my god, that was awful. And uh, I, I mean, he couldn't even answer the questions properly. They didn't. They didn't like kind of vet. Like, hey, let's go over what they're going to ask you. It was just like, hey, here we go. You ready? Let's go. And then he just kind of. I was bad. It was really bad. Did <laughs> he you have a chance ready. to uh, to talk to Tom Sula or Chip Kelly? Oh yeah, I talked to both of them, and I did interviews with Tom Sula. Tom Sula was a great interview. Uh, but he, the pressure of everybody in that room and the bright lights, you know, he just, he wasn't great in that moment, but he's, you know, that's another thing too. It's like, you know, some people top out as position coach, some people top out at coordinator and you just got to know, you know, I mean, the Niners, I, I think Chris Kacarek is a great D line coach. Doesn't mean that he would be a great D coordinator. Doesn't mean that he would be a great head coach. You know, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, D-line coaches are unique, you know. They're rough, they're tumble, they're great motivators, they're rough around the edges, and they're lovable in a lot of ways. Uh, well, but, um, like, I don't think Kacarek would, would handle a presser all that great <laughs> if all of a sudden he became the Niner head coach. Nothing right. against Chris. I just think he's, you know, he's a guy who's packing a dip and he's, you know, he's swearing and he's it's just not his thing. Right. Yeah, He's just, he's a little too rough and tumble. <laughs> he's not, you got to be a little bit more of a CEO as the head coach. Well, and then, you know, it was bad when, when Trent Balky was out there saying like, he checks all the boxes. Uh, he, he, he's a proven leader. It was just like, Oh no. You know, I believe in Jimmy Tom Sula. All righty, Lowry. You can sit there and throw throw insults all you want, Lowry. But let me tell you, Jim Tom Sula is a football guy. Over and Adam Gase. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a football guy. And that's how I recognize a football guy. You know, whatever. You know, there you go. There's my bulky. Nicotina, awesome. you're you're a YouTube guy. All right, you're not a football guy. Oh God! And that was in Jacksonville. Can you believe that? Yeah, seriously. And they, and they didn't Doing make it. Thing. Did you see that that fourth down pass by uh, Trevor Lawrence? He threw it like as if the receiver would have been like ten feet tall. It was like, oh my God. Well, obviously nobody cared because they they kept their all their offensive staff and they fired all the defensive coaches. <laughs> Talk about framing somebody. Let's see, they were good enough. Doug Peterson's the head coach. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't really developed that much. Their offense didn't look very good in the second half of the year, but let's kill the defensive staff. <laughs> it across was their the fault. Board. Yeah. They didn't yeah. step up. Right. Yeah. Nicotina. We got to jump, bro. Have a great night, man. You too. Thanks. There you go. Nicotina in the house. All right, Kev. He's great. I always love talking to Nicotina. 49 problems. 
49 You're problems. Muted. You're muted. Uh, hey, thank you, bro, for the alert. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, we yeah, got, yeah. You. got you. Hey, I just want to show you guys either, some love. Either, that, either, you got really, either you got really low ceilings in your house or you could be in your car. I'm chilling in the whip, my guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the car for sure. Excuse the lighting. Excuse all that. But um, if you guys just give me a few seconds, I just want to wax poetically about each of you individually, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Give you the Larry, give you the Larry, I'll start. There. there you go, right there. You go. Oh, Larry, uh, you might want to let me go big picture because I have a lot of positive things to say. But either way, Larry, I appreciate what you have done. I appreciate your work as a father figure and and somebody that just grinds like a scout. Not even only in football, but in parenthood. Even you, you've encouraged your son to to try to be a better version of yourself, and as a result. You guys have a great product. You've empowered him to be the CEO and your channel is growing. So that's an inspiration for everyone. Um, another thing I observed today, Mr. Mr. Kruger, uh, Larry Kruger, is that your show with Guy, it, it's an incredible show. It's it's amazing. And I think you guys should do it as often as possible. And even every Wednesday, add, every Wednesday, we're going to do that at 9 a.m. Add Kevin and, and tell Guy to make it happen in some way, shape, or form so Kevin can be on screen because we need to put him on the fast track. Kevin's a real dope guy. And I would and I would also say, what what is um John doing? <laughs> yes. Why is the Middlecoff on there? I know he might be busy, but you guys have such a high quality product. He needs to make time. And whatever sponsorship needs to come do what they have to do, whether it's a sausage company or a pig in a pickle, they need to step up and make that happen for you guys. We'll, we'll so work on that. We'll, we'll definitely work on that. So hopefully I'll wax poetically high enough to let you guys know I love you guys both. Hey, uh, I appreciate the compliments. Hey, man, it's a good show. You guys rock. There's a few people out there. I'm not going to name no names. I don't like as much. You can you name know. them. What the hell? Oh, hey, let's not get it down that road. <laughs> no, right, no, no, that would be no, fun. That would be good for me. But I won't do it. But it's... I won't do it. Because I don't, don't have do nothing it. against the guy. It's just not one of my favorites. Don't do, um, it. Don't do it. I won't do it. Hey, but can we can talk you go about initials? It? Can you go initials? No, no, no. <laughs> hey, Larry, it's, it's one of your main guys, bro. All it's right. one of your main guys. Yeah, let's not yeah. start some beef. All right, let's not start that. It's yeah, one of my main guys. Because I'm 100% Niner, bro. You know, I don't go on all the shows yet. I, I talk to Crocker some. But, you know, I, I follow Niners wholeheartedly in my heart. Like, I'm a Niner guy. And that's what I called. I, everything else, I was just glad that I got on low-key. Um, but this year, as a Niner fan, I'm, I'm 40. So the last time we won the Super Bowl, I was 10, right? So all the intricacies that took place in that year, I didn't know much except for the fact that the Niners were supposed to win the Super Bowl. And we never disappointed. And and I was happy we ended up playing the Chargers, who upset some teams that year. So it was an easy Super Bowl. Um, but I'm like now that I'm 40 and I've lost a couple Super Bowls and we're on the quest for six and all that stuff, hardball, like we've been so close. Fumbled punts and uh ten point comebacks and we lost to the Rams after we beat them six in a row, like all kind of heartbreak. I'm in a fragile state <laughs> as a Niner fan. <laughs> It's like, like we have Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, how is that possible? It's because the Rams beat us to Stafford, and, and Kyle Shanahan wasn't going to be outdone twice, right? Because he saw that cost him a Super Bowl. And the Rams would win another Super Bowl if they had Christian McCaffrey to this day. And I remember those were the two main candidates. 
we got Brock Purdy, uh, which shouldn't even count. That's like MVP candidate. Like, how do we have him? We have Brandon Ayuk, who's one of the best receivers I've seen. I, I, I'm a Niner fan, but he's really, really good. Top 10 receiver, top 12. Uh, we have Debo, running back and receiver. We have Kittle. We have Trent Williams. We have Fred Warner. We have Greenlaw. We have a shutdown corner. It's a new kind of shutdown corner, but we got Ward, Mooney, right? Because he's going to show you his ass. <laughs> so they call him Mooney. We had Hufunga, but now we got the third-round pick. He's hurt, but the Niners have spent the money. They paid for the debt, right? Logan Ryan. And they won't get caught with their pants down. So whatever happens, you know they spend every dollar. We could talk about Robbie Gold or whatever, but they even tried to address that. And it's like, well, maybe bring in another kicker because we cannot not win a Super Bowl this year. Because if we don't win it this year, it'll be another 20 years. Like, if you want to play Niners on Madden, it's, it's it's time for the Niners to get it done. It's time to be in the winner's circle. Bro, I can't even play with the Niners against my friends. It's not fair. You know? And, and when Vegas tells you this is the favorite all year, like, they have to get the job done. And so, go Niners. I'm very excited. I have nothing bad to say. I think shout – and I think this is the, uh, the, 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 the most important factor. The fact that the Niners are more hungry, you know, it's that it's that thing you can't put a finger on the tangible thing. It's like we're more hungry. We've experienced the heartbreak. We've experienced the losses and the hurt. And now we have the team and we have the focus and we have the bye week and we have the coach and we have the general manager and we have the roster. It's like there we have the quarterback like there's no excuses and we all know it. And for that, my heart is fragile. Every team is the best team I've ever seen, whether it's the Buccaneers or the Ravens. They're all the 18 and 0 to me because they're hard to beat on any given Sunday. But I just hope and I need us to win the Super Bowl this year. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Hey, where 49 problems. Where are you calling from? I, I'm calling from San Bernardino County, man. There you go. Have a great night Southern in San Bernardino. Yeah, no, we know where it is. We've been down to San Bernardino. Uh, have a great night, bro. Have a, thanks for jumping in. Hopefully we'll do it again. Uh, go Niners. Hey, love you guys. Go Niners. Appreciate you. 49 problems, Kev. It was good. I good rant. That. that was a good rant by him. He came in with the let me wax poetic, and he, he waxed. I tried, to get, I tried to give him the center square, and he's like, hey, man, I need the big, I need the big chair. Like, yeah, you might want to give me the big one. You want to give me the big screen. Yeah, you might want to give me the big one for this one. Show me that. Show me that. That respect. Uh, I think we go Niner Gang here, but I don't have. He doesn't have a camera on, so. Oh, there Niner we go. Gang, do we have the cam? There we, there go. we go. Niner Gang, how are you? Good, fellas. How you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Niner Gang, where are you calling from again? Good old Fresno, buddy. Fresno. Fresno. Do you want the big? Do you want the big? Uh, the big screen. No, man, I'm good, no, man. I like to you. share it all. Do you want I, the center screen? I'm golden right where I'm. There you go, man. We're golden. There you go. Golden, Wait, we'll put Kevin the seven center wow, screen. I don't want there, to yeah, there. there you go. There, there you go. we you go. go. Look at that. Now it looks like it's Kev's show, and he's moving us to the corners. You know, actually, before you before you go, I, I've gotten comments from people being like, why does Kev put himself in the center like he owns this thing? I'm like, hey, guys, I'm not. Stop. All right, it, it's the goddamn Krug show. I'm going to be in the center. There you Niner go. gang, what's going on, man? What do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, man, you know, let's just talk a little Brock Purdy. How about it? Let's do it. 
Man, did you hear his uh, little statement made on that little podcast by uh, Schlereth? Chief? Yeah. What do you think? What do you that? think of that? I mean, I mean, basically, he said, um, "If you are calling me a game manager, you're either wa- you're either not watching or you don't know what you're watching." And what he really said the most that I loved was, "We'll see when this is all done," which is like he said that a few times now. Like, and what he's referencing is he's he's picturing. Um, He's picturing Super Bowl Sunday, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of, and when I first heard it, I was like, man, we're, all of a sudden Brock's coming out like this, you know. But it's like at some point you got to defend yourself, right? Yeah. Everybody, you know, throwing him under the bus, and I mean, stats don't lie. I mean, you know, the numbers don't lie. He is what he is. He's, you know, we're not calling him the greatest quarterback ever, but he had one of the best quarterbacks. And you know, 49, 49ers franchise history, you know. So I just I was a little concerned with it at first, but I'm starting to look at it like, you know what, let's do it. But I might what I'm concerned is he gonna go out there and try to be a gunslinger and try to force that ball when he shouldn't force it because he doesn't want that because he's trying to get away from that title. I mean, is do you think that's a possibility? Or do you well, think uh, Kev, what do you think? I mean, I, I personally think that. He understands, and I've asked him a couple questions about this. People are like, you know, I wish you would ask him a better question. I just kind of want to keep reminding him that he, you know, all the people who called him, you know, uh, uh, dink and dunk and captain check down, and he doesn't have the arm and this and that. That's not him. We all know that. If anything, he's the opposite, right? He's the guy that that goes all the way down the field and takes too many shots. All I would say is we know that his natural DNA is to be that guy. But to me, against the better teams, especially when you have this defense, home field advantage, Mitch Wisnowski, who can plant the ball inside the 20 as well as almost any punter in the game, take the check down, be willing, you know, be willing to punt and be patient because he's a young guy with places to go and he's aggressive. And I love that. It's a great, attitude to have but wait you know take more shots when you're up 10 nothing um don't you know don't take those shots you know let's let's you know get a lead before you start taking risks especially against the you know there's some really good defensive teams cleveland's damn good baltimore's damn good i mean there's some really good defensive teams left um against those teams and there's gonna be teams that try to fool you and sit in the windows that you want to throw it in and you know, try to rotate after the snap and give you one one look pre-snap, a different look post-snap. Just be aware of all that. Take what the defense gives you and remain patient. Well, you know, and even then, too, you know, I don't think people, you know, when they say, oh, he's a dink and dunker or this and that, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing, you know, or game manager, so to speak, either, because we've all watched Tom Brady. You take what the defense gives you. You dink and dunk the shit out of them if that's what it is. And it works both ways. Like if we go against the Rams, there would be nothing wrong with, you know, a five, seven yard gain, eat up that clock, keep Stafford on the bench. There's nothing wrong with it. Take what the defense gives you. I'm just a little concerned that with his age, he seems very, very mature. You would probably know definitely a whole lot better than me. He is. He's an old soul, but he 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 just just maintain that level mindset. You know, if the pressure's on and if it's a close game, three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter, 
tie game or only two or three points ahead and you're playing a Stafford that you know only needs 35, 45, a minute, 15 seconds to go down and make a touchdown, you know, is he going to be able to maintain that composure? Because we've seen what happened when he went against Baltimore. He should have just checked down and just gave what the defense gave him, but he was trying to force it a little bit. Luck wasn't on his side, so to speak. A few crazy things, but... Well, they were baiting him. They were packing the middle with all kinds of defenders. They were looking for him throwing in certain windows. I would just say against some of these teams that can score points, like the Rams, uh, there's a few others out there, um, dominate the time of possession and let your defense really rock and roll. I mean, the Niners' defense is going to have two weeks of rest, so they're going to be flying around. Armstead hasn't played since week 13. But when they get in some of these games with some of these really strong offensive teams, the Niners, I think, look best on defense when they just overpower you and smother you. And I think you can do that to a greater degree if your defense is not on the field, you know, for 50 to 70 plays, if they're on the field more like 35 plays. So if I was Shanahan, I know that they can score fast. I know his he can call explosive plays, but I would I would emphasize the need to to dominate the time of possession. The 49ers could do a they run the ball. They got all kinds of weapons. They can throw short. They can move the ball. Um dominate the time of possession. Play complimentary football. Lean on your defense a little bit less and lean on your offense to to dominate that that clock. If the Niners dominate the time of possession, I don't think they can be beat. And I think their defense which looks good will look over freaking whelming if they dominate the time of possession. I mean, that that's how I look at it. I don't think the Niners, you know, they're a great team, but they're a great team because they got a great defense and some good specialists and a really strong offense. But if they actually played complimentary football and tried to dominate the time of possession, I think they could even dominate more than they have. Well, I think that's going to be a key factor, you know, if we end up playing the Rams because, you know, the Rams Rams going to put up, they're, what are they averaging, 30, 31 points past? Not only that, five, they're doing it against eight. Niners, Baltimore, Cleveland. They're doing it against some yeah, really good I mean, defenses. And and they're doing it with with somewhat of an ease, yeah. you know? So it's like, that's Keep where it comes into on the sideline. Exactly. And, you know, and it's like the big shots after there, you you know, and Brock, if the big shots are there, Brock's going to take them and no, not, not a single one of us are going to knock him for it. If it's wide open, just don't take the, don't try to force it, control the time of possession. And I think that's going to be the key to our success. And if Brock can do that, I don't see anything else. I, I think I want to say, maybe you said it is going to be his interceptions would be our, you know, if he starts having picks in the playoffs, we're in trouble. Niner gang, have a great night in Fresno, man. We appreciate you, bro. Gentlemen, have a great night. Love the show. There we go. Niner gang. He's good, man. I like Niner gang. Who's up next, Kev? Big Mo Easy. Big Mo Easy. What's up, Big Mo? My guys. Kev, Larry, what's happening? What's up? Wouldn't be a call and show if Big Mo Easy wasn't here. Just so your big mo, big mo is uh, your attendance is outstanding in class. It's impeccable, actually. Bro, listen, man, it's my little ten minutes of fame, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I get to shine on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Like, hey, no, you know what? I just, I'm just glad you have a platform that I can like just spit my love for the Niners, man. And I appreciate you guys for that. And that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you I want the big? Do you want the big picture here, Mo? Man, I got a big enough head already, bro. I don't need that. Are you big sure? Picture. Yeah, uh, you crazy? What do you need the big picture for? I got a right. big old head. Look at that. All right, there you go. There you go. 
So what's on your mind tonight, man? Uh, okay, so I'm going to just say this, man. I'm looking uh, very forward to the playoffs coming up. I'm very encouraged about our team going all the way and doing what we got to do. There is one little concern that I have, and I don't say it's so little, but I thought I had the Jimmy G feeling vibes gone. You know what I mean? I thought when Jimmy G went to the Raiders, I didn't have to have that Jimmy G vibe. And it's not with our quarterback, because you think I was talking about our quarterback. It's actually <laughs> our kicker. It's actually our kicker. Now I get the Jimmy G vibes with the kicker when he comes out. I'm like, is he going to make this thing? Is he going to shank this thing? What's going to happen? And the reason why I feel that way is let me just take you guys back real quick. So I was at Allegiant Stadium. I don't know if you guys remember this story, but I was at Allegiant Stadium for the preseason game against the Raiders. Okay. And I saw him shank the two kicks. Personally, I was live and direct. And I saw that thing. I was sitting on that side of the field that he missed those kicks. And I'm like, oh, my God, bro, don't even tell me that this is how this is going to go. So, no, I let it go. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? Hey, it's early. He's going to get his vibe. Everything is going to go good. And then, you know what, he got his vibe, you know what I mean, this season. He did better. But then what happened? He came to Cleveland. And then it was a clutch kick. And then he missed it. And then we were out. So I said, you know what, I'll forgive you for that game. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Everybody messes up. So we go on through the season. He keeps doing good, you know what I mean? And then now we see it again. Thank God it's a meaningless game. But let's just be honest. If this game had any type of meaning at all, we'd be up the creek with no paddle, straight up. So I the really hope to get lean on him. Game. The key is score touchdowns in the red zone. Maybe that, that will give the offense more. And you know what? If it if it makes Shanahan go for it on fourth down a couple more times, maybe that ain't all bad. He better get his Dan Campbell out sometime. You know what I mean? Get a little bit of inner Dan Campbell out and run that shit. You know what I mean? Four, four I don't two, care. Four, if, three, I don't care if you. I don't care if you have three toes and one ass cheek. I'm gonna kick your ass, Dan That's Campbell. It. Dan That's Campbell, it. line of the year. This sets up to be extremely dramatic, though, because they're not gonna make a change. They're not gonna get a new kicker in the next. No. Few oh weeks. no, 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 but no. We gotta if, stick with what we got. If if Jake gotta, Moody misses with the girl that you brought, right? Yeah, yeah, like if if he misses another big kick, the world's gonna explode, and in, in at least the Niners' world, right? It's gonna explode. Oh yeah, for sure, and especially because it's like you know they had that whole fallout with Robbie Gould and everything. But you know what, bro? Hey, hey, look, let's be positive about everything. Like you said, Larry, bro, with the offense that we have and the defense that we have, we shouldn't have to lean on special teams. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't have to lean on the special teams. But if it comes down to it, bro, you better nut up a shut up, homie, because guess what? Michigan just won the national championship. So now you better try to go and get this Super Bowl championship, bro, and show your boys that you're about it, about it. Because my boy from my boy said that he, he's still believing in you. He's a big Michigan fan and he's still believing in you. He said, Big Mo, don't lose the faith. And I said, bro, I'm not losing the faith, but it's getting a little shaky, bro. It's getting a little shaky with the kicker. But hey. I believe, I believe, like I said, and like you said, Larry, the offense got to do what they got to do so we don't even have that predicament. We don't even end up in that situation. Shanahan's got to go up to him in the locker room, and and when when uh, Jake goes, hey, Kyle, you know what? Uh, I'll be better this week. And be like, oh, I didn't even notice. Did you miss one last week? Oh, you're good. You're good. You know, you just, you just got to be all positive. Big Mo, we're going to jump because we got Ricky Woe. We got 
We're going out to Tucson for Kev's uh, little brother. Uh, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of people. We got, in the, in, we got we Jake down on the bottom. But Big Mo, you you got one last one. We'll give you the final word. Man, you know I always got one last thing to say, bro. I appreciate you guys always. The Purdy Prophet has spoken. I'm giving you that. We're chipping the, the 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 double P's around. You know what I'm saying? Larry, Kev, you my guys. I hope we make it to the Super Bowl because I definitely want to kick it with y'all. And last but not least, pig in the pickle, baby. Go Niners. Big Mo Easy. Good stuff, Big Mo. Have a great night in Vegas, man. Ricky Woe in the house. What's up, Ricky? How are you, man? How are you doing? How are you doing? You Larry and Kev, how are you doing? Oh, man, we're feeling good, man. We're feeling really good. We got the bye week. You know what? I forgot to ask everybody on the way out, and I'll 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 make sure we start with you, Ricky. Okay. Who do you guys want? There's four options. Who are you guys rooting for this weekend? Who do you want in the division round? Um, for me, I want Philly. I want okay. Philly. I want Philly. I mean, because the thing about it is, uh, yeah, we dominated them and and all that, but I wanted I want to do it again in the playoffs where they did it to us. I want to be the reason why we sent them home. Sent them on a long flight home, crying, cry equals cry. I want all of that. You know what I want to see, Ricky? By the way, where are you calling from? Dallas. Dallas. I want to see Kyle in the fourth quarter of that game. You know, the timeout, um, they pan the sideline. I want to see him get his face up in the thing. Be like, <laughs> I, want to, I want to see him pull a Sirianni. That not, would be that's sweet. Not, that's not his personality. That's not his style, I, I, but I would love style. it. He would never. I would yes, love to see that. No. That's you're right. You're right. But um, guys, um, my four things. I think long as we stay to, stick to these four things, I think we win easy. Um, okay. versus anybody. Number one, we have. I need Kyle. I need Kyle. Kyle. Kyle to listen to your dad and just like Harbaugh learned in this um national national championship game. I need Shanahan to learn to utilize the run more because as much as I love Purdy throwing and stuff like that, but on certain teams, we need, like you said before, control um, possessions of the clock and, and limit other teams from um, their possessions, whatever. So utilize um, Chris McCaffrey a lot, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, whatever the case may be. Debo, how about I'd like to see an over under of Debo runs in the playoff games of four and a half. Give me four and a half Debo runs a game. Absolutely. Um, another person I'm looking for, I'm very excited to be back. Is number one, um, Juwan Jennings, because he's yep. he's our he's our third down specialist. So um, I'm definitely excited about him being back. Um, optimistically, help um, hopeful about Armstead being back because I mean he's he's a run stuffer. Plus, he's able to push the pocket back, and so therefore he kind of sets everything for uh, Bosa and Young to go on there and and come around the corners. And um, the other thing, like you um, stated before, as much as I love Brock, I sometimes just check it down. Yeah, you, you make some amazing throws and extend plays, but sometimes just take the little uh, the check down, whether it's to CMC, whether it's to Juice or whoever, take a little check down, make it for four, three or four yards, and keep going. Every play doesn't have to be – I mean, because he's, he's not like um, – Jalen Hurts, where everything is a long bomb, but sometimes it's like, yeah, you don't have to extend the play to either run it or just check it down. That that's all we have to do because I think our defense will be well rested. Um, 
I, I think long as Cobb utilizes uh, Christian McCaffrey, because I mean, it's like three games. It, three games. We have three games. So I'm telling everybody, strap up, get an ice bath, whatever, icy hot, uh, get shots, whatever. Three games, I need your best. And it tells CMC, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you to your tongue and hang out your mouth. But yep. we have to utilize the run because let us impose our will on other defenses. Let us push them over and make them um, pretty much – uh, wave the white tile or whatever, surrendered. So, like, let us do that. And then, once we got them, then if you want, you can air it out, whatever. But on certain teams, yeah, let's let's be more physical. Let's be more physical because I think that was our issue in the Ravens game. We, Because I've seen it in the Philly game and then the Ravens game. Again, Kyle started off passing the ball. I was like, no. Utilize a run first. Let's start. Let's establish that as a our baseline, and then let everything work from there. No question. One other key factor that we were already got, and I love it because I I was worried. I got to be honest. I was worried going into Week 18 about one thing. I even tweeted it, and that was Dre Greenlaw only knows one speed. And when they announced in the first quarter, attention media, yep, in the press box. Trey Greenlaw and George Kittle will not be playing today for, you know, blah, blah, blah injury. I was right. just like, yes, yeah. because Greenlaw plays every game, whether it's the preseason, week one, week 18, if it doesn't matter. He plays every game like it's Super Bowl Sunday. You oh, have yeah. to protect Greenlaw from himself. The fact of the matter is no Greenlaw in week 18, no Greenlaw this weekend. Two weeks of Dre sitting out. He is oh, going to show up in the playoffs. He is going to show up in. He's going to be tuning people up. It's going to be great. I need controlled rage from him, though. I don't need the, the, right. the right. green law where he said you're doing, you're being physical, but now you're getting a, a penalty, penalty flag or something yeah, like no that. Penalties. No penalties. Yeah, no penalties. So, yeah, be physical. You can push it to the limit, but don't go over the edge and, and do something where if they're on the third and eight and you stop them um, two yards short, but you lean, you do a, a Jimmy Superfly snooker elbow on the guy afterwards. No, just – well, I mean, like on the down. sideline, especially. Hey, guess what, Dre? If if you stand right there and the guy and you just kind of use a little two hand push and he steps out of bounds, that's just as good as picking him up and body slamming him. Exactly. I know you're. I know who you are. You want to pick him up and body slam him because you're Dre Greenlaw. Don't do it. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't need that. I mean, don't do we, it. Just be physical. Be uh, be smart. Be just yeah. be smart with it. Be be yeah. smart with it. And I think that starts with, like you said before, because as long as we utilize the run more and keep our defense fresh, I think we're we're gonna uh, let the, we're gonna hunt on everybody. It, it doesn't I, matter. I at agree. All. I agree. I agree. I'm as long as the Niners take care of the football and run the ball, and to me. That there's not a team in the NFC that can beat them. Uh, and not at all. I'd be shocked if anybody in the NFC beat them. It may no. take a little bit more in the bowl, but right. in the NFC, you know, uh, I'm not saying be hyper conservative, but take care of the football, run the hell out of it, win the time of possession, play complimentary football. And, you know, uh, if you want to get aggressive, wait until you're up 10 points, then get aggressive. Exactly. exactly. Then you can go, uh, Three down, straight pass, pass, pass. But let's start off the game running the ball, play action. Let's let's utilize uh, Kittle across the middle. Some um, 
let's utilize juice, but let's just run the ball, be physical, and then let everything let our defense go in and just hunt for everybody. Greenlaw, Bosa, Hargraves, Armstead, Young. Yep. Everybody, Warner, <laughs> everyone. Ricky, we're going to jump, bro, but appreciate you jumping in in Dallas. Hey, is this the first time you've jumped in on the calls? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank you for doing it, man. Awesome. We're here every Wednesday, and, um, man, any any Wednesday we're here, you got the personal invite. Please jump in. We'd love to hear your insights. Absolutely. You all are awesome. Pig in the pickle. I follow you. I look at you on all the different um, platforms. You, that's, you all are awesome. You have a great night. Bang, bang, night again. Bang, bang, Niner gang. I love it. Ricky Woe in, in Big D behind enemy lines, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go quick on the last two. Kev's doppelganger. We go to Tucson for a man, the myth, who's got curlier hair. <laughs> Definitely me. What's up, Definitely. Carrie? What's up, Carrie? Wow. Kevin, Larry, what's up? How you guys doing? Well, combined, we could be Carrie. Um, what's yeah, going on, man? Bad, actually, Carrie. <laughs> How you doing, Cam? What's going on in Tucson tonight? Um, it's freezing. It's been like 30 degrees the last few days, wow. and it's not normal. So I'm wearing a beanie with an amazing college logo on it for Wildcats. the University of Arizona Wildcats. 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 Yeah, Wildcats. but um, I'm doing good. good. Hey, it was a good football year for the Wildcats. It beat Oklahoma in the bowl. Yeah, right? we we finished 11th overall, and we're going to a new conference next year. So it's going to be pretty fun. There you go. There you go. What's up, uh, Cam? What's what's on your mind tonight? First of all, before we get rolling, who do you want in the division round? Um, that's so funny because my question to you guys was going to be who you want to play and who you think will play, so we can kind of full circle around it. I want to play Eagles or Bucks. Probably Eagles would be more exciting, but I think Bucks would be safer. I don't want to play Green Bay. I think I'm a little scared of Green Bay. They've got a lot of talent. Their D line's peaking. They got a lot of young players. Jordan loves playing really well. That's how I see it. I disagree. Okay. Tell me what you like, Kev. I mean, I think Green Bay is just definitely one of the worst teams in the playoffs, period. I mean, they're hot, but do you do you think Jordan Love's gonna 40 pass attempt his way through this offense or through this defense? 18 touchdowns, one pick in the last eight games. That worries me. For me, Larry, I, I kind of agree with Kev. Um, Green Bay is really young, the youngest playoff team I'm pretty sure ever. And also um, they're going to Dallas, who has not lost at home in like 13 straight games. So with the analytics in mind, it's all Dallas. But Green Bay has been on fire. I mean, they've played Minnesota without a quarterback. They played Chicago. So they haven't played great teams for their final three wins, but they did what they needed to do. So I understand both sides. Uh, what else you got for us? Um, personally, I think we're going to play the Rams. Um, I think that the Lions secondary is just so bad now without, uh, Gardner Johnson and, uh, E-Man was playing for them and then he got hurt. So, excuse me. So I think Gardner that Johnson's back by the way, he is. Yeah, he's back. Well, he was back last week, I think, wasn't he Kev? Say again, CJ Gardner Johnson returned last week for the Lions. Did he not? Uh, I don't know about that. I think he did. Let me check it. But yeah, CJ, I think CJ's back, but now Brian Branch is hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, their secondary is just really suspect. And the Rams have two amazing receivers who can kind of just run the route they want and get open with Puka and Cup. 
and not to mention Kyron just exploded out of nowhere this year. So their offense is really good. And I think that Stafford will be better against his former team than Goff will be. Um, I think Goff has more of a chip on his shoulder, but I think Stafford and McVay will go in Detroit and win and we'll end up playing them. CJ Gardner-Johnson was back and he got a pick. Yeah, he got a pick. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, he's and he's dangerous. But they lost Brian Branch. Laporta's not healthy. But you know what? I can't decide on this game. My first inclination was Rams are going to go into Detroit and they're going to win. But, man, that's, that building is going to be rocking, man. I mean, that place, they haven't had a playoff game in 20, 30 years. I mean, it's it's that place is going to be off the charts. And I, I don't know if Stafford has any real revenge. I mean, they let him get out of there. He won a ring. He went to Southern Cal. I think Stafford kind of is like it's more of like a homecoming. But for, for, for golf, it is revenge. I mean, McVeigh was like, get out of here and don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. So I think golf in some ways, this is almost like his Super Bowl Sunday. I expect him to play great. Yeah. I mean, they, in the last, what's, what is that? Seven games. They've lost three times and their wins are against the saints, the Broncos, the Vikings twice. So it wasn't the strongest end of the season for the Lions. So I do kind of agree that I agree with you, uh, Cameron, that, uh, you know, the Rams definitely could pull up the upset on this game, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did. For me, the one game I'm staying away from is uh, Philly and Tampa because you just have no clue what's going to happen. Like, Baker could have, like, a magical game like he's been doing supposedly in the media the last few weeks. Um, we don't know much about all the injuries yet about, like, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. Um, I heard Devontae Smith was hurt, so, like, they have a lot of injuries and Sirianni just seems so defeated every single time I see him after one of their losses. And he just doesn't really seem like a guy who can like bring them back. So I don't think Philly will lose, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. So that's the one game I'm staying away from. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not sure who, who's going to win that one either, but I just get the feeling when, if you can't handle the New York giants and you're losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals, are you really rolling into Tampa and beating Tampa with their weapons and their and Antoine Winfield and their defense and I, no, I don't, I don't. They, they got a really good red zone defense. I think Philly is going bye bye, bye bye. Cam, we got to jump, bro. But have a great night. You too. I'll see you guys Thanks, in the divisional round. There you go, Cam Thacker. I love it. I love it. Jay's in the house. What's up, Jay? Jay, what's up, man? Good to see you again, man. Where, where you're in Virginia, Maryland? Where are you? I'm in Florida. Florida, Florida. Yeah. So who do you want, Jay? Who do you want in the division round? Oh, we're getting the Packers. You think Packers? Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, I agree. I think they're going to beat Dallas. It's, it's it's perfect for Dallas. Think about it. They haven't lost in thirteen games. That like it's it, they're going to lose, bro. They're going like I already can see it. They're going to lose. There's a lot of memes in the Cowboys like area of the internet about the I forget 2014 playoff game, 2013 playoff game where Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Caught the ball or didn't catch the ball. Remember that whole controversy? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I, I don't know. I, I, the, the Cowboys to me are like the Los Angeles Angels. Like, it's like when you think they should do something, <laughs> they don't do nothing. It's all, it's like when they're, if they were the under radar team and they were like, if they were, like, let's say they were the, um, they were the Buccaneers this year, then they would go always the NFC championship and playoffs. But because they're the two seed, they're, they're going to lose. I, I think McCarthy's going to get canned. Oh, 100%. Dan Quinn will be the coach the next day. 
Well, they're <laughs> saying maybe Dan Quinn goes to Seattle. I I could see Harbaugh going there. To Seattle? Jesus. No, no, to uh, Dallas to replace. Oh. I think Jerry's uh, nah, gonna. I, I think Jerry's gonna think big and want Harbaugh. I think. I think if if uh, they can McCarthy, it'd be like Mike Vrabel or something with like it. Vrabel's tough guy. Yeah, yeah. I like Vrabel. Up. But yeah. uh, but I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, this is how the playoffs gonna go. It's gonna go. The Cowboys are gonna lose to the Packers. Okay. Then, I, then the Buccaneers are beating the Eagles because, like, if the Eagles can't beat how, like the Cardinals, where I was here, how they're gonna beat Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? Yeah, like, no, I like, agree. Come on now, and I think I think Detroit is gonna beat the Rams. I, I like I, I agree with um what you were saying about how for Stafford it's like a homecoming for Jared Goff. This is like a bloodbath. It's like they got rid of me, <laughs> written me off, sent me to Detroit. I got to live in eight mile. I was in Hollywood. I took y'all to a Super Bowl. <laughs> like everyone, everyone hated golf. Seriously, I think golf golf is going to play well. You yeah. know who else is going to play well? Mm. Amon Ra, because Amon yeah. Ra got had a great year, man. Mm. And Puka's on the other side in the Pro Bowl, and Amon Ra was mm. fantastic all year. He's a true number one. Yeah. Um, I think Amon Ra. I, I think that I think that atmosphere is going to be electric. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, I think it's going to be a shootout. To be honest, I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. I like the Dillons. how many yeah. how many quarterback for quarterback trades are there in the NFL that you can really think of? God, and I was, I was listening to a yeah. podcast uh, earlier today, and they said this is the first time two quarterbacks have ever been traded for each other, ever played in the playoff game. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. Like, how often do you get this kind of this kind you of? You never do. You know they're going to play it up on the on TV. They're yeah, play that up. I, so I, uh, hard. I also um I got a sneaky I got a sneaky pick for you too. Okay. You got, um, you got? Steelers and Bills. I think the Steelers have a shot because of the weather. It's gonna be terrible. Really? It's gonna be terrible. The and the one thing about the Bills no, is no it, TJ Watt. Yeah, but it's like I, I don't know. It's just like I don't trust the Bills. I feel like like I just like it's like did we forget their defense sucked? Like <laughs> like the, like when their defense like terrible one time. Who are your other picks in the AFC? I like I love Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I got Kansas City beating the Dolphins, and then I got uh, I I think the Bills will win, but I think that game be close, and I think the uh, I think the Browns are gonna beat the the uh Texans. Wow, listen yeah. to this weather report, Dad. Uh, it's expected to be in the twenties with wind chill <laughs> making it zero. With yeah, winds as high as fifty miles per hour. Where it's, Kansas City? This is Bills. Uh. Yes, it's it's going to be. I have a uh, I have relatives that live up in uh, up there, and it's going to be terrible. Zero like, terrible. fifty miles, zero degrees, fifty mile per hour winds. And the Steelers can run the football. Like the Steelers, that they have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, they can run the ball. They don't have to throw. This the the Bills are going to have to throw. I think I think like people are kind of. No, I don't call, think the Steelers actually. can win, but I think this game could be closer than people think. Yeah, what's the spread on that game? It's nine and a half. It's a big. Yeah, game. I would pick, I would pick the I would pick the the Steelers all day in that. It's like might be a low scoring game. What's the AFC game we didn't get your thought on though? You there's one more in there. Dolphins uh, in the AFC. Uh you took oh. you took Dolphin you took uh KC over the Dolphins. Oh, you said you said Browns. You said Browns. Yeah, I I, oh, I I I I think the Browns are going all the way to the AFC championship game. You think they're gonna beat the Ravens in round two? They already beat them without Joe Flacco. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, if they beat him with like PJ Walker or something, like you telling me they can't beat him with Joe Flacco? I mean Hey, Flacco looks good though. Flacco yeah. does look good, and the you know, the one thing about Baltimore, uh, um, Cleveland, yeah. that I love as far as a playoff uh, in the playoffs, I love teams that take the ball away. Yeah. And that's what the Browns do; they take it away from you. 
Yeah, I I think the the Browns I think have a good shot because they just they, their type of football like is the kind of playoff football. You know what I mean? Like it translates. That's what people like I think get overblown about football is these high like if you take Patrick Mahomes out, high octane offenses don't make it to the Super Bowl usually. It's usually like it's just it's basically if you look at high octane offenses, it's like the Rams and like the Chiefs. Every other team, it's like, you know, Tom Brady, other than the time he had Randy Moss, they weren't like a shootout team. They were like a defensive team. The Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, they were a defensive team. Like the 49ers, when we got there, we were running the ball defensive team. Those teams make it to the Super Bowl because that brand of football translates. It's just, it's just the way it is. Now, you're in Florida. Kev's in Central California, and I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah. But t- so none of us are in any kind of winter cold weather. But nah. it, there's something about watching games in january in just the ridiculous yeah. weather that's kind of cool it, it adds like it, a, la- a layer of dramaticness it makes yeah. it makes it feel like unique like because you don't get that with baseball really you don't get that with basketball so really you can only really get it from football where the elements like really change what it's you like see a war. yeah well it's yeah. like and your wife walks in the room and they're like why didn't they postpone it they didn't postpone it because they don't postpone football you had you had the guy on earlier. Um, he was talking about uh, Trent Baalke and the Jaguars and stuff. And I was having a conversation with my uh, one of my friends at work, and I was saying uh, he was bringing up the. It was funny. He was bringing up the fact that like, uh, when are we gonna start talking about how Trevor Lawrence is a game manager? Like he ain't done nothing. Like you can make a case wow. Justin Fields has done way more than like not in terms of winning, but just like if you told me I could have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, I probably want Justin Fields because at least I know he can elevate a team. Like Trevor Lawrence don't do nothing. And, Trevor Lawrence uh, is, you know, looks great. He's yeah. he, he's like the quarterback, you know, for central casting. Yeah. If you got a quarterback movie, I, I, I but, think I the mean, Jaguars the saw him and were like, "That's our, that's our, that's the real oh. Blaine Gabbert. That's what yeah. we should have had." I mean, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, look at the weapons he has. You know, he's got Evan Ingram. He's got tons of speed at wide receiver. Yeah. He's got Christian Kirk. He's got good multiple running backs. He's got a good yeah. tight end. He's got, you know, I mean, it doesn't um, make any sense for them to be bad. It's yeah. It's time to stop um, you yeah. know, making excuses. And, and if, you, if you really think about it, it's like if you think about that draft class with him and Trey Lance and Justin Fields, and it's like, it's like if Justin Fields doesn't pan out, and all you get out of Tr- Trevor Lawrence is basically like Alex Smith. That is a terrible quarterback class that no one's like. Like we already think it's terrible because of Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, but it's like that and, Tre- and Trey Lance. But it's like everybody was mid mid in that entire draft class. It's kind of you. Kind of if you if that if you could have any quarterback from that draft class, who would you want? Uh, it's gonna sound funny, but I, I would want Zach Wilson because I feel like Shanahan could have made him work. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I kind of think that I kind of think you're right, but um. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, weird, I think man. I might take Justin Fields. I, oh, yeah. I Justin just think Fields that Fields is, is um, Fields would be my guy. I think if Fields yeah. had a better structure around him, he would be better. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of doing it with a Bears team that's. Do you, do you, think, um, do you think they're going to take. Do you think Steve Wilkes is going to get a coaching job? I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think Wilkes. I think I don't think it's just Rooney Rule interviews. Yeah. I think there's legitimate affinity for Steve around yeah. the league, and maybe Carolina. Yeah, see Carolina. That would make sense. I, I, I can um, see him going to. I can see him going to Seattle. Seattle. You know what about what about um, you know Washington if they take Peters? Say Washington. See, you know, I mean, I think Washington would be a good spot I, for him I, too. I, I, my, I think Washington is the harbor. 
Yeah, I could. But you know, the thing I, is, I, I think I keep seeing people saying the Chargers. I'm like, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to Washington. They have a new owner. He can just take that team over. Yeah, they'll listen well, to everything he says. I definitely think NFC for Washington. I for Harbaugh. Oh, yeah, I he's could, not going. A lot of people talk about Raiders and Chargers. I think David Tepper's going to cut Harbaugh a huge check. Huge. Yeah, check. I can see that. I um. Uh, if we do not have a defensive coordinator next year, though, I really want us to go after Wink Martin, Martindale. That I just think the like Giants. Mm, yeah, because he's a really good defensive coordinator, and he he had a falling out with Dayball. But it's like, you know, I think we've done the whole thing where we develop guys, but I think at this point we need. I feel like we need a, a, a like another coach. I feel like that's why we've been a little bit better this year, because it's always been. Kyle's been the main guy and he's had his underlings, whereas Steve Wilkes is is kind of like, you know, he's a he's been a head coach. He's a respectable what do you think, coach. What, what do you think of Wade Phillips? Bring him out of retirement. I mean, that's fine too. I mean, I just think I just think that Kyle, you should have I feel like the best way for Kyle to work is if he can just focus on the offense and then you have someone you trust on defense to run everything. I feel like it opens Kyle's I feel like that's why he's been more unique. Isn't Wink a three four guy though? I mean, I feel like I feel like they're, I think they're going to stay with their four three and their wide. Let me, let me throw this one out there. Would you guys want Robert Sala back if he were to leave the Jets? Hell yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love Robert Sala. I, Robert Sala is a tremendous coach. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, I don't think he's a good. I don't think he. I don't think I don't think he's a good head coach to be honest. I think I think he's like. He's a he's one of those tapped out guys you were talking about. I think he's a good guy and all that. I just don't. I, I, the whole time he's been the Jets, I feel like they've they underachieved no, no matter they have no what. Quarterback though, I think he handled the New York media about as well as could to be expected, considering he had Rodgers and they had yeah. hard knocks and all that. Hey, 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 Jay, let us jump because we got a couple people that we got to get to before we jet. But appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Thanks, Jay. There you go, Jay in Florida. Do we go to do we go speed round because we only have about two or three minutes here. Yeah, speed it. Let's go quick. Oh. Jo- uh, Joe, go. what's going on, Joe? Yo, Larry. Where are you calling from? Where are you calling from? Uh, down in Huntington. Nice. Look at you. Long time. Uh, I used to live. Uh, used to live in San Francisco. So I know you're. Uh, you're a sunset guy, right? That's right. That's right. We're, outer we're outer in, sunset. Uh, you know, there's inner sunset yeah, and there's the outer sunset. Yeah. What avenue were you on? Uh, thirty. Uh, we lived on Rivera between thirty fifth and thirty sixth. Okay. Nice. Right by St. Ignatius. Okay, yeah. I used to live in Outer Richmond on uh, 46. Where'd you go to school day. out here? Uh, Coast Guard. I used, from Hawaii, moved to uh, the Bay through uh, via the Coast Guard, and I uh, lived there for about 13 years. So grew up a big Niner fan from uh, from the 90s, uh, 94, I guess you could say, when we uh, won, right? And uh, You look too young uh, for that. You look too young to be around for, from the 94 Bowl. It's that it's you know it's that Southern California sun, man. You got to make your way down here. I'm telling you, man, you're roughing it in Huntington. <laughs> the mean um, street, the mean streets of Huntington. Be safe down there, man. Be safe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's why it's kind of nice to call you guys. It's 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 great to catch up with some uh, Bay Area cats. You know, I, I miss the people up there. Well, hey, we're we're going speed round here right at the end. Yeah. I hate to, hate to bum rush you, but I know, you, yeah. who do you want? Listener. Who do you want on? Who do you want in the division round? And then give us your one question. I, I'll take whatever. You know, I think <laughs> the Niners. Is, I mean, you guys have been saying it all year long. You know, it's 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 the Niners. The only team that's going to beat the Niners is the the Niners, and the only person that can beat the Niners is Shanahan. I like that and answer. We've seen we've seen it for years. You know. Um, 
But, you know, what's interesting about this team going in, right, they broke the Rams' kind of streak. So I'm kind of – I'm not a super superstitious person, but I think there's some merit to that. You know, they they kind of got the weird, hey, we own the Rams in the regular season monkey off their back. So hopefully hopefully we won't see the Rams in the playoffs. But honestly, it doesn't matter. But I think what I, what I like about this team is how – They've always been confident, but there's some mature, humble, humbleness to them that I that I can kind of that kind of notice more than previous years. I don't know if you guys agree. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think they, you know, they there's an intensity to it. There's a determination to yeah. them this year, but they're not going to let themselves get overconfident. Um, they've yeah. gotten really close in the past. They can taste it. It's like nobody wants to f it up. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think I think they they've they they're very business like this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very business like. I feel that like it's it, in years past it almost felt like they expected to be there. Where this year it kind of feels like, hey, you know what? We're gonna earn it, and and we're the best team. And we're gonna go show it, right? Basically, how you speak of Purdy's personality, I kind of I think the team is kind of picking up on that. Yeah, well, I think that's a, I think that's they, so right. Right in the past, they kind of had Garoppolo's kind of, you know, like I'm cool. We're here, guys. Like all we got to do is make an appearance, and we're ready. And it, I think they kind of learned the hard way. Um, I know we got to get out of here, but I got one question for you. Yeah, who's your? I don't, I don't know if I ever heard, but who's your favorite Niner of all time? You know, it's so funny. I've got so many. I mean, I I've played golf with the late Dwight Clark and. DC was like a friend. So I got to say Dwight Clark, I was 11 years old when he put on the fur coat. They won the Super Bowl. He was like the cool guy on that 81 team. So I'd have to say Dwight Clark, but I also really loved, loved, loved uh, William Floyd, bar none on the 94 Niners. He was just so raw and tough and nasty. And I just loved bar none. Uh, those would be the two that stick out to me. You know, um, John Taylor, too, is one of my favorites of all time. He's just tough yeah. as hell and underst- understated and lets, his, lets, his, lets his, uh, his game do the talking for him. Those would be my three. Like but... a, would you say he's kind of like a Ayuk in a sense? I never yeah, yeah that's play, a great call. Right? He reminds me, Ayuk yeah. reminds me a lot of, of uh, John Taylor. But I would I say DC, Shanahan. man. DC is my okay. guy. I know Shanahan compared Ayuk to Isaac Bruce, right? That was kind of his, yeah, his uh, similar build report, right? Yeah, kind of long arms, yeah, yeah. Um, underrated, go fearless um, across the middle. So my dog looks a lot like your your uh, underdog fantasy logo. I was cracking up on that. I was like, <laughs> oh, I just gotta get, just gotta get Bruce here a yellow uh, bandana, you know. And, you uh, What's your dog's uh, name? Bruce. Bruce. We na- yeah. We named him, uh, his full name's Lil Bruce Wayne. My wife loves uh, Lil Wayne and kind of looks like Batman, so we kind of combined the two. Lil Does Wayne. Bruce get a chance to run on the beach in Huntington? No, you can't You can't have dogs on the beach. Oh, well, yeah, we have the dog beach kind of down the, down the down PCH, but uh, yeah, we don't really, uh, we kind of, we don't really go to the beach here. It's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's a different. I always, leave, I always leave town. I'm, I'm always kind of elsewhere. So, hey Joe, we got to jump, man. Have a great night. Go yeah, Niners. Hey, we appreciate it. Me. Go Niners. Thanks, Joe. There you go. I loved it. Uh, the Remelia to finish us up. Remelia, how are you? 
Larry, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Kev. His own channel right now. So we got a little dual yeah. stream going right now. Look at Romelia. Romelia with the Rams shirt. Look at I, that. I, I, I got to put a stop to it. Ayuk is no Isaac Bruce. Let me just let me just start there. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> He's oh, good wow. for a Niner receiver. Besides Jerry Rice, they had Terrell Owens and maybe. Well, Isaac Jeremy Bruce was Stokes. a Niner too. Eh? You know, we, we, we yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe that, man. Um, but um, but yeah, so. The Rams are ready to go to, to Detroit, and uh, Matthew Stafford saying, here's daddy. Remember I told you guys earlier in the year, I said, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, I, I don't remember word for word, but if we go in and beat the Niners. Now, this Rams team is different from other McVay's teams. We got beef on the front line with Dotson and Steve Avila. We have beef on the defensive line with uh, Kobe Turner and uh, Bobby Brown the third, my prerogative, and you still have Aaron Donald in there. So we're different. And we have Kyrie Williams. Who, if he didn't miss the four games and in, in, in Cam Akers wasn't there, probably could have overtook uh, CMC for the rushing title. But what, what, that doesn't matter, though. That's okay. Now McVay has the first time that he can run. He can do basically everything that Kyle Shanahan can. We can run. We can get Puka Nakua out there. We can get um, Cooper Cup out there. Um, Demarcus Robinson is the third wheel. He actually overtook Tutu Atwell. Now we're weak on the secondary. You know, that's where our weakness is. We're weak in the special teams and the kicking. Um, but um, this offense, Larry, if we can get past Detroit, if we can get past Detroit, which I think we should be able to, um, who knows with this young team, Larry? What do you what do you think about that? I love I love the Rams. I mean, think about it. They were in their rebuilding year and they got to the playoffs. So less need. I'm a big fan of Sneed. I'm a big fan of McVeigh. Uh, Avila from TCU is a monster absolute monster at left guard. Um, Kyron's super legit. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, this Rams team, it's, it's amazing what they've accomplished their hat, but the really there's three, you know, there's their football's thirds, right? It's offense, defense, and special teams. The Rams mm. are a great offense. That's as good as any offense in football. The Rams are just an okay defense and a horrible special teams. And I think by all, um, unbiased measures, I think, um, you know, they've already, anything that happens for the Rams in the playoffs has already been a huge success because nobody thought the Rams were going to the playoffs. Nobody thought they were going to rebuild this. I will say this. The Rams are the team that the Niners have to fear in the conference uh, yeah. in the in the future. But um, the Rams, well, the Rams defensively don't scare me. The Rams on special teams don't scare me. And I think that I would definitely want to play ball control and keep the ball away from Stafford. But um, I, I, I think the Rams can beat Detroit, but I don't. I think Green Bay is going to beat Dallas. So then it would be Rams who? Rams. Who would the Rams get if the if, if Green if, Bay comes here we're, we're, and the Rams win? We're rooting we're, for we're rooting for Green Bay because then the Rams if they get to the Niners I think they don't they play them in the championship game. Well, who would right. the Rams play in the next round then? Um, they'd get the next. Team, they'd get the Eagles, be, Bucks winner. Yeah, yeah, one of them I believe. Yeah, I think the Rams can win two games. I do. And um, but you know what, too, Larry, like you know. We didn't know what Puka Nakua was going to be him and, and, awesome. um, and these guys and, and Steve Avila, but people don't realize two, two, how, how, how well stretches the field. Yeah, but and we didn't realize that Cooper Cup, we didn't know the Cooper Cup was going to be out <laughs> to start the season. So luckily, Puka Nakua's development um, went forward, you know, faster. Um, but 
um, we never really we stole a game against the Giants because of our kicker missing and um and uh the day I mean uh, uh their kicker missed Crosby being Crosby Mason being Crosby missed that you know so we finally got a, a a game we were having tough luck I mean we lost the game against the Bengals where they overturned a uh, two two touchdown we lost that by three uh, we lost against the Ravens uh, at one point we ran nine straight times against the Ravens defense and that's why I say. When we play the Niners, if you can run nine straight times and get to the red zone versus the Ravens at Baltimore, we can do that against anyone. And then if you keep Matthew Stafford upright, we might be able to put points on the board against the Niners if we get there. That's well in advance. And if you get Brock Purdy be, you know, uh, behind and you make him one-dimensional, um, you know, Kyle Shannon has a tendency to freeze and he forgets to run the ball. It's like a, a great jab guy. You know, he forgets to use his jab and he loses on points. But that's well in, in advance. But, Larry, I want to say this. If Raheem Morris gets a head coaching job, I really hope that Stan Crockey's hearing uh, hearing this. Let's um, Jim Schwartz, the, the Kyle Shanahan killer, let's give him uh, head coaching money, bring him to be our defensive coordinator, and then we get all those. We have picks in every round of the draft picks next year. We have a clear cap. And then we're ready to go with the uh, get some edge rushers, get some help on the secondary, and the Rams are right there again. We we are building towards trying to win now, of course, and then next year. But we're looking. I know that Snead and and McVay have an eye towards that Super Bowl being hosted in Levi Stadium in 2026. Imagine Sean McVay holding that Lombardi at Levi Stadium in 2026. Now that's a couple years away. You know, we might have to have maybe Stafford will be there, maybe not. Maybe CMC or Trent Williams won't be there. Maybe Purdy won't be the quarterback you, we think he is right now because Jared Goff had similar stats. He had 4,600 yards, uh, 30, 32 um, touchdowns, and then two years later, uh, he was traded. So you never know what's going to happen with the quarterbacks. They look good a year or two uh, in a row. So we'll see what happens with that. Romelia, we got a jump. We appreciate you, man. Meet you guys. Appreciate you, Larry. There All you right, go. Thank you. There we go. Romelia, big Rams guy. He's got his own channel, right? Hey, one thing I will give the Rams props for is that their offense is completely created a, out of thin air. You know, Puka Nakua is a fifth-round pick. Cooper Cup's a third-round pick. Tutu Atwell is a second-round pick. Uh, Kyron Williams, a fifth-round pick. Like, their offense is not a bunch of superstars. It's guys that they drafted and have become great players. They got a nice head coach and a good G, uh, good head and a good GM, and I think they're going to be. I think he's right from the standpoint of they got the weapons offensively. The only thing is Stafford's old, so they got if their windows for the Super Bowl, it's probably like a two three year window. If they can build up their defense in next year's draft and show up next September with a big time defense, they could be a Super Bowl contender again. I'm a little skeptical, but uh, to me, their timeline, yeah. it's, you know, it's like how fast can they build up their D before Stafford gets too old? If you really ask the question, Stafford's probably got two years, three years where he's going to be still Stafford. So their window, it's kind of a weird deal. They probably need to find their quarterback of the future, but um, if they can build up their D in one off season, we've seen other teams do it. Um, they're going to be one of the toughest teams in the conference next year. Yeah. There's no question. And just because they're nine and seven, don't un don't underscore Sean McVay in that overpowering offense. All right, Kev, good stuff. Um, uh, let's before we jet, let's pick our winners this weekend for the call-in audience. I am going with Wild Card Weekend. I'm going with the Browns to beat the Texans, the Chiefs to beat the Dolphins, the Bills to beat the Steelers, regardless of the weather. 
Packers to upset the Cowboys. Lions to edge the Rams in an unbelievable, fun shootout. And I'm going to go with the uh, Buccaneers to beat the Eagles. I only bet spreads, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Give me your winners. Uh, Or or if you want to give me your picks against the spread, give me your picks against the spread. I'll say this against the spread. Um, It's Browns minus two and a half. I think they cover. It's Chiefs minus four and a half. I think they cover. It's Bills minus 10. I think they cover. It's Packers plus seven and a half. I think they cover. It's Lions minus three. I think that's a push. And it's Buccaneers minus, or it's Philly minus three. I'll take the Bucks and the points. Um, I will preface this by saying I'm extremely good better. Okay. <laughs> Look at you. I, I actually, I've been tracking my bets. I've been very well this season. And uh, I do. A I got to just, I got to piggyback your bets. Cause I'm you getting really crushed. You're getting the last crushed. two, three weeks. I'm just getting crushed. I, when I say I'm a good better, I just, I, I know certain people that are really good at betting and I just tell their picks. So you can tell me telling someone else. So, I mean, my picks right now are subject to change, Holy but um, the people that you're, I you're like, always shopping for other people's opinions, I don't, because no one has time to do the deep depth in research <laughs> for all this stuff. Unless you're a sports betting content creator, like you don't have the time to focus on this stuff. So I, I, I like to outsource my, my research to other people. Um, but from what I'm seeing, a lot of people like Miami plus four and a half. Um, no way. That's interesting. Really? I, I made zero degrees. Uh, zero degrees. No, that's the bills. Steelers. Oh, it's going to be zero degrees in KC. Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't right now in KC right now it's minus one. You can get, if you can get Houston as a field goal with a field goal. That looks like it's good value um, at home. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, I'm not really seeing anything I like right now. I, I would probably go Philly over Tampa Bay. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be betting on Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Um, and then let's see some of the people. You, you're, I, Philly cannot take my money. I'd have to stay away there. I would go. I would go Ram spread. I would go Ram spread. That's pretty easy. Um, now. This a, what's this? What's the number at with Buffalo Pittsburgh? Is it nine and a half? Ten. Is that what you said? Ten. Ten. That's a big number, especially with the weather. I, I, I'm probably. You know, you know what's Pittsburgh. scary about that, Kev? The over under is thirty six and a half. It's pretty high. No, it's pretty low for a ten point spread. No, but I'm saying it's pretty high for a zero degree game uh, with Pittsburgh well, in it. With yeah. Pittsburgh, with the Steelers in it. That's. It's like it's like three points under what it would usually be. I feel like the normal total for that game would be like thirty nine forty. It's the lowest. It's the lowest number this weekend. Yeah. No, I I believe it. Um, Green Bay plus seven and a half. People, a lot of people like that. I don't know. Some I I, I haven't made made my decisions yet, but uh, those are my initial leans. Okay. Okay. Uh, one more thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to pig and a pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Thanks to New York style, Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage I will eat is New York style, Italian sausage. Thanks to Mojo fantasy. Thanks to underdog fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use the promo code Krug K R U E G E R. 
R G K R U E G Krug. Um, and they'll match you for up to your first $100. And thanks to Marin Autoglass. Give them a call, 415-883-3030, marinautoglass.com. You lose a windshield, you need a replacement. Marin Autoglass, a great company. My man Saeed, who owns Marin Autoglass, is a great fella. Marinautoglass.com. When you're in a pinch, marinautoglass.com. Kev, I'll give you final word before we uh, bolt for the door. Good stream, lots of uh, calls tonight, and man, I, I'm lo- I love the call-in show. There's something great about going face to face with the audience that always brightens my day. Yeah, no, it's always great to talk to other people, people that support the channel, and it's it's always exciting to see a new face too that you haven't seen before because uh, I don't know. It's just it's definitely it's definitely the best part about YouTube. The best part about YouTube out of any medium to consume content is that it's interactive. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to get that conversation with someone that's on TV. Who was the guy shouting you out? Niner 49ers problems, 49er problems or 49 problems, 49 problems. Yeah. He was good. He was good. (laughs) Um, that's going to do it for us. Um, have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Tomorrow is Thursday. I'm back in Santa Clara tomorrow. Um, Shanahan will speak to the media. We'll, we will have some of that for you. There'll be some players coming to the podium tomorrow. Um, and then tomorrow night, the big show, the return of Vish, who was not healthy last week, but Vish is back healthy. Now Vish, me and Jesse tomorrow night at six 30. Um, looking forward to that. And then of course, Friday morning, Damon Bruce at, at uh, 8 AM, um, chase senior at 10 45, and, uh, and then we got, uh, you know, we, I'm, I'm pretty much sure that's pretty much it for Friday. And then Saturday, the coach stops by, uh, should be good. Um, and Friday's my birthday, by the way. So you guys feel free. There's only, there's only one more shopping day left for all of you who want to buy me birthday presents, uh, big, uh, January 12th Friday for me. So we'll be going out to one of my favorite restaurants and, um, where's that? Well, pig in a pickle, baby. Oh, there we go. There you go. Uh, anyway, have a great night, everybody. For Kev, I'm Larry. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you ask.